on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. I was so blown by the time I hit the rings. I was so excited coming out. Just, Man, we hit that ring. I was pushing them lyrics out. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. It is a big week here on ATV. So much to get to, and for the first time ever, and God knows in how long, the insane clown posse will be here on After the Bell. Yes, ICP is in the house. I cannot wait to chat with those guys about their experience in WWE, WCW, and beyond. It's going to be a fun show for sure, but I got to start things off with a little congratulations for the coach beard to my Ted Lasso. He is the voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Well, first I want to say congratulations to you, 24-7 champion. You did it on Monday. Does this mean... Sterling James is dusting off those boots for another run at the gold. You've got a better chance of Santa Claus walking in your front door right now. It <laughs> what the hell happening. is up with Byron? Byron can't let you just have a moment. He ruins everything. Each and everything in my life that Byron Saxton is involved in, he ruins. So once again, he stays true to his colors and uh, spoiled the greatest moment in 24-7 title history where I believe I was champion for like eight seconds. I, did, I didn't, wouldn't even want a rodeo. I wouldn't have even but stayed on, on the bull that long. But hey, Deep I pinned Akira Tozawa. I pinned Akira Tozawa. No one can take that away from me. I am very excited. But today is not about me as exciting as the 24-7 championship was this past Monday. Vic, uh, you, you had quite the accomplishment in your own right, which is the, why the congratulations came at the top. Well, look, we both took giant steps in our lives recently, got engaged to Mackenzie Mitchell. It was uh, it was awesome. It's something that's been long planned. I can't have a, a better partner, as, as you kind of put it a couple weeks ago, to walk through life with. And it was it was actually funny because I told you that I was doing it or I said, hey, you followed in your footsteps or something. And then, yeah, cool or something. And then the next day you call me, and go, oh, crap, dude, did you get engaged? I go, yeah, dude, I texted you yesterday. You said, oh, man, I dropped the ball. <laughs> so what happened was I was at the Penguins game with a friend of mine and I got a text from you that just said, 
dude, I followed in your footsteps. But what threw me off was you didn't send me a photo of Mackenzie's hand or even anyone's hand holding a ring. You sent me a GIF file or a GIF, whatever you did, of a, of a diamond ring spinning. So I just assumed that you purchased a ring. I went, oh, okay, cool, man. Like, that's that's great. Good for you. And that's why I didn't make a big deal out of it. And the next morning, uh, my better half informed me, hey, did you see Vin McKenzie got engaged? And I went, wait, what? And then when I called you, I still had not put two and two together. That's why when I called you, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, dude, did you get engaged? And you said, yeah, I told you. But you didn't tell me you got engaged. You said, I followed Connect in your footsteps and purchased a ring. So I, I apologize for uh, not picking up on the signal immediately. No, but it, it, it was awesome. Actually, before it happened, our good friend of the show, Mikey, was texting yes. me. And I go, hey, man, give me a second. I got to go propose to Kenzie. And his response was, go get it. Yeah, he said some other things. Go get it, young man. And then that was it. I put my phone down. But I, it, was, it was romantic. I pulled out all the stops. We're talking. All right. All right. Well, now, you think now listen, roses, dinner. I, I, yeah, we talk all the time, ad nauseum, about your wheelman skills and how you it decorate vehicles romantically. Full effect. How did, how did Vic Joseph pop the question? Full effect. Well, hold on a second. Do you actually want to hear from Mackenzie's mouth? I mean, I want to hear you tell me how romantic it was, and then I want I, her to tell I'll let the her. Truth. I'll let her do because I pulled out. Like I said, you talk about decorating cards. We've already talked about her roses, great dinner. Her parents were in town. I mean, it was a whole family affair. I'm gonna go grab her so she can come on and she can tell you just how romantic and lovely it was. Lovely. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Well, she is here, my fiancé. Oh, my gosh. He's been She's my fiancé. Graves, help. You keep saying that, you're going you're, you're gonna to blow it. You're going to ruin it all. Right. Congratulations, Mackenzie, by the Thank way. Thank you so much. Thank now, you. Now, Vic claimed that he uh, performed an extremely romantic proposal. He said he spared no expense, went all out, checked all of the boxes. All the And boxes. I know Vic very, very well, which is why I need to ask you, Mackenzie, how did Vic actually do the proposal? Okay. Well, romantic, not at all. Um Vic awesome. sometimes pulls out the Shocker. Stop. Right. He sometimes <laughs> he pulls out the stops and he plans things. This time, I think he was just way too anxious. And it was like when you have a gift for someone and you want to give them a gift and he, you just get so anxious that you just all of a sudden are like, here it is. He all of a sudden, like we were running errands all day. We just got a new home and Target, Home Depot. So I'm not going to get ready. I mean, all day we're with my parents just kind of hanging out. Around 6 p.m., no one wants to make a plan. So I'm like, I'll just make reservations in Winter Park if that's okay with you guys. Everyone's very coy. Just like, sure, whatever. Plain works for me. Cool. It's great. Awesome. No one has any input. So we're at home. We've got about 30 minutes to get ready. I'm in my closet, and I use the term closet, a loose 
as a loose term because it's a room that I turned into a closet. It's a spare bedroom. Oh, yes. Uh, closet. You know. Yes. What we're, you can yeah, relate. You can relate. Yes, uh, yes I can relate. So <laughs> I'm changing clothes, have a shirt halfway on my body, turn around because Vic says, hey, babe, and he's on one knee and says, will you marry me? And I, the first thing I say to him, Graves, is I go, Vic, I just changed my socks. And I said, you're really going to do this right here in the middle of this closet. Yep. And my mom couldn't start recording until I had a shirt on. So she misses the entire part of him saying, will you marry me? So then it starts of me saying, I just changed my socks, Vic. I'm like, you're really doing this right oh, here. Can I closet. ask you what the significance of changing your socks has to do with marital bliss? I, it, yeah, I nothing. know, she nothing. Just... It was just the thought of like, what is happening right now? You're literally proposing to me in this closet. Turned right your world now, upside down. In, in the, yeah, like for, since the on start a random this, Thursday. Since the start of this relationship, I told you that it was going to be very random, did I not? That's true. What but, is more random than half naked in a closet? Well, I am like Nancy Drew, and I can figure things out. So I've been snooping around. So, so Graves, uh, if someone snooping around and ruins everything that go, you just say, bleep it. I'm gonna just do it now. So, anyways, proposed in the closet. Of course, I said yes. My mom got it all on video. My dad missed it because my dad was in the living room, and Vic again, I think, was just so anxious to do it that he walked in the living room and told my I parents, was, "I got the ring. I'm doing do it. it. Let's go." So by the time my dad got up off the couch. Walked down the hall to the closet. We were already engaged. But dinner was nice. Yes, true. We we did go to Ocean Prime afterwards, and it was great. There you go. Nice, wonderful restaurant. Oh, listen, I know Vic well enough to know that he panicked. And obviously, Vic <laughs> was under pressure. No you panicked. You panic. panicked. You did. You absolutely panicked. Or maybe, best case scenario, you were thinking it was so romantic that she was already half-dressed, and it would lead to the next step, and it would be a wonderful experience hey. for both oh, of you. There you go. See? 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 This is this is you why mean. I'm. This I'm, is where your brain goes. I'm a professional wingman. Thank you very much. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. get much finer than my wingmanning skills. But congratulations, Mackenzie. Thank you for telling the truth. Graves, are you an ordained minister by chance? Uh, I have performed two marriages in my life. Really? Third That's a real lucky thing. Charm. I have. It, was, I have it married... might be a fight between you and Beth Phoenix, though, because she's really excited. Well, Beth will kick my ass. I'm going to defer to her. <laughs> I mean, there's that's that's really not a not a a battle I'm willing to pick. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I have in fact married two, two sets of wonderful couples in my lifetime. Uh, I'm not ordained, but there's, you know, loopholes and ways around it. You fill out a couple things online. You do a little, depends on the state. Um, yeah. Oh, just call me father graves. Fun facts about graves. Yeah. Hey, have you guys even started planning on your end? <laughs> That's another conversation for another day, but the short answer. Yes. Fast, Ooh. furious, and I'm like, man, I need a little, I need some time. I don't know what's happening, but, you know, once the horse is out of the barn, it's impossible to put back. So, uh, well. so good luck on that venture. I expect plenty of text messages and phone calls to commiserate. <laughs> I'll be our, texting uh, Leah as well. Don't worry. Yeah, Government go name. It. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. Good luck to you two crazy kids. I'm going to steal Vic back so we can uh, talk a little WWE. All the best. I will see you guys very, very soon. Congratulations one more time. Thanks so much. I fully expect you to send me a fine bottle of bourbon for just digging you out of that grave, Vic. Come on. What do you just, mean I, digging I, me out of a grave? I Listen, I spun it. I'm a master. I should have been an attorney. That would have been my, my real calling in life. Speaking of bottles, got a beautiful gift from Beth Phoenix, the aforementioned minister in her own right, and her husband, Edge. Leisha Taylor sent some great stuff. You sent some, uh, at least a congratulatory phone call. You know what Wade Barrett got us? What? Wade completely forgot. He commented on Instagram, then he came in... <laughs> to TV for NXT and goes, sorry, man, I forgot. 
I listen. It's all right. It happens. I, I'm not one of for like gifts for the the just the engagement. It's a wedding I, gift. It's a yeah, right. That's that's what you wait for. And even even so, I mean, who knows? That's that's far enough. But we're not talking about this anymore, Vic. You've already oh, thrown yeah. me off my game. It's ICP Day on ATB. The freaking insane clown posse, Violent J, Shaggy, Two Dope. They got a new record that just dropped on Halloween. We're gonna chat about their experience in the sports entertainment world. Listen, confession. I've been a big ICP fan for many, many years. This is really cool. I know we were talking to our producers about who can we get on this show? Who's the most random personality loosely connected to sports entertainment, to WWE, mm-hmm. to chat about all things? And uh, the Wicked Clowns themselves accepted the invitation. I'm really excited to, to get into this one. It's going to be fun. But you've actually been wanting ICP. This is no joke to anybody listening, not just for like two weeks. This is something you've been like, hey, in September, can we get ICP? Start of October, can we get ICP? Now we're here in November. It's finally come to fruition. I finally got it. And, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm excited. I've been a fan of these guys for a long time. I, I have never crossed paths with them to my knowledge. I don't think I've ever spoken or had a conversation with either of them. So it's, it's going to be kind of interesting. I can't wait to get there. But before we get there, NXT 2.0 went down last, uh, last night when we recorded this. Uh, I caught a few minutes of it. What are your initial reactions out of NXT 2.0, Vic? Look, I'm just excited because there was a big announcement this past Tuesday, and that is that NXT War Games is back. War Games is a a match that I always grew up as a fan watching. We've talked about Fall Brawl here on After the Bell. It, it, it's it's an awesome match to watch. It's a structure that I look up almost Hell in a Cell-esque to certain degrees. So that's really exciting. Sunday, December 5th, streaming exclusively on Peacock. I'm looking forward to War Games. And Wade Barrett put it the best. For those new aspiring superstars, that, that new blood in NXT 2.0, if you can enter and you have the guts to enter into War Games and then survive War Games... You start to etch yourself as no longer an aspiring superstar, but as a bona fide superstar in NXT. So that's what I'm looking forward to, to see how it all comes together. The important thing to remember is that you just need to follow Captain Hulk Hogan's plans as far as war games preparation goes, and you'll be fine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back, check out our <laughs> Fall Brawl 1995 episode. Uh, we relived that, re-experienced it. It was a good time. Check it out in the archives. I'm uh, still buzzing for Monday Night Raw, not only for my classic, historic 24-7 championship victory, but a big night. Seth Rollins, to me right now, doing the Lord's work. I've been a Seth Rollins fan for years. He's one of my close friends. But when Rollins gets the chance to just go, man, nobody does it better. He's an amazing talent, and and I've said this in nauseam, someone I've gotten to know over the years through you that has become a friend of mine, that when you see him in the ring, everything he does has meaning. There's no wasted motion. That's not just a throwaway phrase here. Every single thing he does has some sort of meaning behind it. And it's really masterful to watch when he says something, his promos mean so much. It truly is an art come to life when you think of Seth Rollins. I agree completely. I think everything on Monday Night Raw for the past several weeks has has felt fresh. It's felt different. I love having Kevin Owens in, in the main event picture with Big E, with Seth Rollins. When Kevin wants to go, when Kevin turns it on, man, it's tough for anyone to match his intensity. And the matches, first Big E this past week, Seth Rollins, KO's doing great work right now. Uh, everything on Monday just feels a little bit different. You've got now Liv Morgan looks like she's going to be, she's going to challenge uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, it just feels fresh. It feels different. I, I'm enjoying it. Well, you and I talked about that on this program after the draft, that this was, for lack of a better phrase, 
fresh coat of paint. And that's not yep. just for Raw, by the way. That's also for Correct. SmackDown Correct. and to other, you can say even NXT. And, and that fresh coat of paint is, is refreshing to see because now you're seeing new matchups. You're seeing new faces, as you just mentioned, matchups you thought you never wanted to see because down the line, Seth Rollins and Big E are going to clash. Courtesy of Seth Rollins winning that ladder match several weeks ago. So you right. know you're going to get that at some point. And I talk about surviving war games. Well, you have Survivor Series coming up. And the one thing that's exciting for me as a fan sitting back and watching are those fresh faces that are getting opportunities to compete in big match situations. And I'm just going to use right now the women's Survivor Series elimination match. Aaliyah has never been on this sort of level before. She's getting the opportunity. Uh, Liv Morgan, as you just mentioned, getting the opportunity. Queen uh, Zelina Vega getting the opportunity. For lack of a better also way of saying it, Carmella, who has been kind of in a shuffle, is getting another opportunity to show what she can do as a former women's champion. So there's all these fresh faces on the women's side that are getting that chance to step up to the plate on a stage like Survivor Series. And I really like that this year, due to the timing with the draft and everything, it's not a, it's not the Raw versus SmackDown. It is, but we had a conversation uh, this past Monday about how Survivor Series has almost morphed into, if WrestleMania is the Super Bowl, Survivor Series is the all-star game. Whereas it is the only time of the year you're going to see a lot of these matchups now. I mean, you have to wait till the next draft, whenever that may be, to, to see people change brands. But it is, if you think about it like an all-star game, because most of Team Raw, with the exception of Bobby Lashley, were on SmackDown uh, prior to the draft. But now Bobby Lashley uh, inserting himself as, as the Raw anchor. Um, but it's no longer which brand do, do you have the most pride. It's kind of like the All-Star game, which, which I think is cool like to, to look at it that way. Whereas it does mean something. It's special. It's it's unusual. It, it's different from years past. I grew up on the Survivor Series, the Thanksgiving tradition. with the You had a rivalry, and they would build out their teams, and there would be multiple traditional Survivor Series matches. Uh, but as anything in the sports entertainment industry, it's changed, it's evolved, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at it like the All-Star game this year, which makes me excited. And how can you not be excited when you know you've got Big E versus Roman Reigns on tap? If you're doing champion versus champion, it looks like we're going to have Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura go down. Uh, you've got Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, revisiting one of the most heated rivalries in women's wrestling history. Uh, it's going to be big. Brooklyn's going to be rocking. I can't wait to get to New York City. Well, not only Becky and Charlotte from a few years ago, that rivalry got intensified just a few weeks ago, you know, with right. their little altercation inside the ring. But I go back to Survivor Series like like you talked about. And the one thing that I always loved about the event, the randomness of what are the five teams going to be, who's the captain going to be. Like there was that little bit of this is kind of cool because it's kind of different. And as you mentioned, evolving, it kind of lost its luster because I still think of, I think it was the late 80s, might have been the second Survivor Series ever, it was like five tag teams, and there were ten guys on each team. Right, and they almost yeah, there was all a, a surrounded. It was super like the Los Con- one, yeah, yeah like I Los do Conquistadors that. and and Power of Pain. Like there were so many cool teams. That you're like these guys aren't going to work together, but it was fun to watch because it was different. And I'm glad they're getting back to that. I'm glad we as a company are going back to that sort of uh, outlook on it for Survivor Series, where it's just not this. I'm picking you, I'm picking you. I like the fact that they just came out and said, here's the five women, here's the five women on Raw and SmackDown, here's the five guys on Raw, here's the five guys on SmackDown. This is what you got. I thought that was cool. It was different to me. It was definitely different. I am excited to see the matchups that go down. It will be a memorable night for sure, but we will remember what is about to go down. At least I will, Vix. I'm speaking for myself, the the 14-year-old budding juggalo 
will remember what is about to go down. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce Violent J, Shaggy 2 Dope, the Insane Clown Posse. Welcome to After the Bell, gentlemen. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, the pleasure's all ours, man. We heard, we heard about this. We got geek. We're like, hell yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. Very cool. Very cool. I'm excited to have this conversation and talk about your time in the sports entertainment world, which I think I'm not out of line by saying what you guys do, what Insane Clown Posse represents is more than just rap or hip hop. It's more than just music. You guys are a vibe. You guys are an experience. You bring big time entertainment to your live experiences. And uh, anyone that's been WWE fans for a long period of time knows who ICP is. What sort of drew you guys to wrestling and sports entertainment? Uh, uh, basically, I mean, we might as well have been second generation wrestlers. How early we got into it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we weren't, but I mean, we were a little kids, you know, Believe it or not, we made like the, I know every kid talks about the wrestling ring they made in their backyard, but the one we made in our backyard, like to this day, I marvel at like how kids our age made something that incredible. Like I'm talking about we garbage picked railroad ties, pounding them into the floor with rocks. I, I know it sounds like I'm full of shit, but real <laughs> That's awesome, Pounding them into the floor, got garbage picked holes, drilled with our hands, holes in the railroad ties and made the, and our Turnbuckles didn't bend inwards. You know what I'm saying? They always yeah. you go to the top rope and they didn't bend in. You know what I'm saying? That's solid we had craftsmanship. Our wrestling league. I think I was like <laughs> nine or ten, and we were wrestling. It, it organized. We had the whole neighborhood come. We had our flyers. His mom would get the hot dog maker from the church she worked at. You know what I'm saying? The chairs. Yo, we were like in effect as little kids. So that's what I say. Like so early, we didn't have nobody training us or pushing us like a second generation or. Uh, would have, but basically that's the way I see it. We we're so early in the game that we kind of were, but didn't nobody know we were wrestlers until we made our like debut later on. Like we were independents, all that stuff, you know? Yeah, we uh, we were backyard wrestlers maybe before it was cool. <laughs> right. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, we weren't doing hardcore you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we weren't doing, we were doing like- 80s, when, 80s WWE, NWA wrestling. <laughs> right, yeah, right. What ended up, what ended up, the the way backyard wrestling became known in the '90s, I think, or the 2000s, you know, with all the the, the DVDs that were coming out with and everything back then. Right. Don't try this at home. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious looking at looking at our faces, you know, wrestling and uh, gimmicks and gimmick, you know, all of that in general. Yeah, man, is is always been played a major role in our life, you know, in our, in our career, man, right at the very beginning, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the musicians coming up, a lot of the rap artists coming up in Detroit, you know, when we came around, when we were coming up, they needed sort of a, a gimmick, you right. know, you had Kid Rock, right? Kid, Kid Rock was, um, uh, riding around in a tractor in his videos, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it was it was gimmick. It was like it's like wrestling in a lot of ways, you know. That gets applied to pretty much everything in our life, even outside of wrestling. Is like it's, everything is relatable to wrestling. Everything is gimmicks, <laughs> yeah. way it goes to angles. Everything is yeah. relatable to wrestling when it boils down to it. Sorry, yeah. it that's how it looked back in the day. Like that's yeah. you know. I think a lot of people would say I mean, anybody that's, that's been in this business for any period of time would agree. Pro wrestling is life and life is pro wrestling. Even when you find no yourself doubt. in weird business situations, like I always joke all the time that my my experience working in WWE is more valuable than any college education could ever be because I can kind of relate to just about any wild situation. I'm sure you guys are on the same page. It's a language and a mindset. You know, so you could go to a club, not even as a wrestler, be like, oh, there goes that guy's 
definitely a heel up in here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You start just, categorizing just people. You think now, you know what I'm saying? And I, when I'm not even around wrestlers forever, I'll be talking to my wife like a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. understands wrestling language because of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pass, me that, pass me that gimmick over there, babe. <laughs> At the end of the day, everyone's working an angle in their own storylines. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Your own storyline and your own mind. Right. But then again, wrestling is such a, um, the way it's broken down, the, the, it, it, it's such a great way to explain so many situations, you know, uh, who's the heel, who, you know, what somebody's gimmick is or whatever. It just seems to, um, uh, it, it's such an easy way to, to define any scenario, you know what I mean? Right. Honestly, though, growing up, wrestling was probably the best thing for us, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, it, it makes sense out of this craziness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> On top of that, I mean, just with, with kids with an imagination, you know, wrestling, you can take that anywhere. You know what I'm For saying? sure. With a big imagination, that's what you need to be in wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Now, did you ever imagine, though, you're telling, you know, all these stories are so great to learn about the early days. Did you ever imagine one day that you would be in WWE? Was that ever like a goal early? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. We huh? knew it. I mean, we bragged about it. You know, we knew for a fact that that we were going to be wrestlers, you know. Um, when we were little kids wrestling in the backyard thing, where we didn't go with it, but but we were going to organize like a thing where we'd like all get together and write letters to Vince McMahon and try to get a kids' league opened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> straight straight up, no. Uh, that's amazing. So you guys did the indies prior to, like yeah. while you were chasing before, the music thing. Before music, you know. What oh, I mean? okay. Before and during, we still did independence on the side while we were full on, while we were rapping, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, though, you know, music overtook definitely without question. You know, we decided we wanted to do music, you know what I mean? But we already manifested the proper amount of energy toward being wrestlers that when WWE contacted us about doing the ring music for the oddities. Right, so, right. What you got to understand is uh, the same exact time he's talking about, you know what I'm saying, right before we got called, we were still putting on our own independent shows in Detroit at clubs and stuff. And we were wrestled. Did nobody know that we were in independence and all that? So we'd be the main event on it, and we we knew how to work, you know what I'm saying? For, like, yeah, yeah. Through and through, you know what I'm saying? Fully. You know, and, and so we blew everybody's wigs back just in Detroit. They didn't know we know how to wrestle like that. You know what I'm saying? So then when Vince hollered at us to do the song for the oddities, yeah, we were like, yo, we WWE, know how to wrestle. You WWE know contacted us about d doing the uh, ring music for the oddities. And we were like, you guys know that we wrestle? And they were like, no. uh, they had no idea that, how would they, you know? that we were ever independent wrestlers or any of that, you know? So next thing you know, we uh, went down to... They flew us out to Stanford, and we wrestled right there. We wrestled uh, Tom, Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard. Uh, Dr. Tom, yeah. Dr. Tom was my coach yeah. and one of the yep, best coaches ever. Right yeah, whoever his, like, assistant was back then, big dude, whatever, cauliflower. Yeah, we, 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 you know, but they, they yeah, we had, did a match right there. They videotaped it for Vince. So next thing you know, we debuted at SummerSlam. In Jolo's Arena. No. Oh, Madison Square Madison, Gardens, no, I mean. No. In oh, the Garden. SummerSlam 98. Yeah, 1998. Yeah. Wait, the choice, Jolo's Arena is our Madison Square Garden. That's why I got that sure. mixed up. <laughs> so what did it feel like? What was going through your minds? Now, now by this point, you guys come to WWE. You're, you're going to be paired with the Oddities, which is, at the time, I believe, Golga, John Tenta, uh, Earthquake, yeah. rest in peace. Uh, you had 
Kurgan, the giant. You had Luna Vashon at the time. Yeah, Luna. Yep. Enough. So as lifelong fans, you guys are blowing up in the music world enough so that WWE is paying attention. They ask you to just right, make right. music. Now you're part of the show at SummerSlam in Madison Square Garden. What's yep. going through your minds when you walk out? Holy Forget <laughs> you know, first time being with WWE backstage in that capacity, you know what I mean? And we yeah. needed somewhere to paint up, you know, to put our... And, and so uh, they stuck us in the dressing room. The only other <laughs> two people in this dressing room were Undertaker and Stone Cold, like 15 feet behind us. First time walking in a WWE, outside of Independent, you know what I'm saying, besides being in the crowd. You know, that's intimidating. And they're like, this is... Insanity. I mean, of course, we knew, you know, we knew, we knew, you know, say, but still just sitting there with them, like, whoa. Yeah. You know? yeah it was amazing, <laughs> man. And then, then, you know, just getting, going out, walking out, and we weren't even wrestling that. We were just, like, rapping, walking, like, escorting them to the ring or whatever, you know? And I was so blown by the time I hit the ring, because I was so excited coming out, just, yeah! We man, we hit that ring, I was, like, pushing them lyrics out. We got to <laughs> do the uh, foot swipe, though. Yeah, we got to interfere in it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Next thing you know, we ended up be, becoming, you know, part of the storyline. But I'll never forget when we were having our first match, our actual match in the WWE against Kind Time. And when he went up to do his uh, <laughs> leg drop to the top, the top rope. rope, man, the look that's how you find people in the streets, you know. The look yeah, at yeah. that guy's face, man, because it wasn't in the, in the plans, <laughs> you know. He was so scared. He was, was so scared when Joey went up to do that top that like, leg, <laughs> that leg, that leg drop, <laughs> top rope leg drop. Man, I mean, the yeah, guy he was, was shook. He was looking like, what the <laughs> is this? It was so funny, man. And, um... Uh, I knew how to take care of him. Well, yeah, I was you know, fine, he just didn't know. He didn't know because it was funny to me. They didn't. They they didn't expect us to do that. You know, once we got out there, but, but, but we fully took advantage yeah. of the situation. Shaggy said, um, "Do your moonsault." You know, <laughs> and I was t- I chickened out. You know, I'm like, "Give me one <laughs> chance, maybe. Maybe we'll never be back here again." Do the f- moonsault, man. <laughs> and I chickened out, but. When I got into WCW, I never forgot about that, man. And I did it. I yeah. did my moonsault. I was yeah. so happy. Then got, they got in trouble by Hugh Morris. <laughs> because that was just <laughs> Hugh Morris. <laughs> right. Because yeah. he was like, man, you're doing my <laughs> you know? He's like, I'm the only big man that does a moonsault. You know what I mean? So I was like, my bad, you know? Eric <laughs> uh, Bischoff came back and, and, and uh, was like, don't do the moonsault anymore, you know? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I already did it. You know what right. I mean? I did it. I, I I wasn't planning on doing it anymore. You know what I mean? I pulled it off once. I was happy. You know. That's one of those you ask for forgiveness later type situations. We're just exactly. gonna go out there and do it. Yeah, I hear you. Right. <laughs> Looking back on things, what are some of your favorite memories that maybe didn't necessarily happen on screen of your time with WWE before you guys headed to WCW? Man, you, uh, you know, the only thing that, that I regret is walking out on WWE. Oh, big time. Yeah, with, with WWE. Yeah, like, the way we left. So, the way we left was so lame. And like, you know? I'm not trying to get no brownie points or nothing, I swear to you, but I would like to cordially apologize to everybody, not just Vince, but like anybody who was involved in that night production and everything that when we walked out on them, you know what I'm saying? Because we were supposed to go to the ring. Instead, we walked out the side of the door. We were following our manager, our, you know, our manager's uh, orders pretty much. You know, he's like, yo, this is some... I don't know what happened, but he was like, bounce, you know what I'm saying? And to this day, I'm just like, yo, that's, I would, but I'd like to apologize to anybody involved in that card that night, especially. I'd like to apologize to everybody involved, you know what I'm saying? Because that so was so cool. That man. was some, on our end, that was some, no question. It was totally, it, it, it was so cool 
having that run with the WWE. Yeah, it was. it was so dope, you know? And um, for whatever reason, our manager at the time was like, you guys need the bail. Just yeah. There was no ill will on our part towards everybody. We were having a blast. Looking back know? on it all, man, it was a huge, great thing that, that happened to us and we're so, we're so indebted you yeah. know, to WWE. And exactly, exactly, because then we were able to jump to WCW and all that, you know what I'm saying? So that was So, like, so walk us through that process world. a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, time heals all wounds, especially in this business. Never say never. <laughs> you right. can't hold a grudge too long. Sure. You know, so so you like so many other people, you know, business is hot at the time, mid, late 90s, and you guys make your appearance, make a mark in WWE, and the next thing you know, turn on Nitro, and they're the ICP. How'd that all come to be? It's so awesome. In one way or another, we ended up going to uh, Nitro, but it was so cool when we got to Nitro, man. I mean, like, um, we met Vampiro, and everything was so cool with Vampiro, yeah. you know? I guess we had a lot of heat in WWE, you know? we Because none of the boys knew that we were workers. They just thought that, you know, we're just some rappers that got thrown in there and were trying to wrestle, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, yeah we, we, we didn't get definitely didn't get treated like one of the boys, but... I'm sure we probably could have got a lot harder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in WCW, man, everything was really cool. You know what I mean? Like in WCW, we had a great time. You like yeah. we, we started to hang out with Vampiro, and man, we just hit it off like crazy with Vampiro and with Raven, you know? Yeah, Raven yeah. and Vampiro, we just man, and, and we got to work with Muda. We got to work with everybody. Man. I'm yeah. super, super jealous of that one, man. That's my all-time favorite great yeah, Muda. Yeah, the, the Deadpool cool, time, man. Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio. We got the rest. I mean, like, we got to go right into the matches. You got to take a stunner. There was no problem with it. Like, they they, they just put us right into six-man tech competition with Vampiro. You know what I mean? We got to be on pay-per-views. I mean... WCW was fun, man. It was a lot. I can't lie, man. We had, they were we sinking when we were there. We were having we were having so much fun wrestling uh, three count and everything. We had a great time in WCW. I can't lie, man. It's awesome as it was to be a part of wrestling again. In in you know after after you know the success of the band after after we had a platinum album, you know, and to be a part of wrestling and to debut at SummerSlam at Madison Square Garden and all that. It was so awesome and then but after a while at the, at the fourth month you know after it, it just became too much you know what yeah. i mean we're like man that was too big man yeah you know what i mean it became too much you know so so um we had to do what we had to do you know <laughs> we, awesome. i mean it, to this day just because we love it so much we still somehow figure out how to work our way into independence every now and then you know what I'm saying we'll like go wherever for whoever and just wrestle a show once a year or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not actually get in the ring and work a match, but work our way. Just be part of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that stands out getting to learn about you guys here today was something I really wanted to talk to you about too, was the way you both give back. I think that's something that's overlooked by a lot of, whether it's in the music, wrestling, those that know ICP is how charitable both you guys are. More recently, donating t-shirts, turning them into masks for healthcare workers during this COVID uh, time. So I just want to say hats off to both you guys for that as well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. You know, we do like that all the time, you know what I'm saying? But we just don't try to make a big public event out of it because sure. we don't do it to try to get ends. You know what I'm saying? It's just like somebody picks up on a fine, but we're not marketing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. just, right, right. You know, we do, you know what I'm saying? We do tons of stuff besides that that you never hear of, you know? And uh, 
It's just, why not? You don't say your position to, why not? You know? That's even at your concerts, toy drives, food drives, always giving back to the community as well. And I, I really think that's for somebody who just sees ICP, that's something that doesn't get talked enough about is what you guys do. If you're in a position to make, you know, a positive change or something, why not take it, you know? Right. You know? Man, we've had a very blessed career, man. Oh, yeah. Insanely. There's no question. To, to look at it back, look back at it now. And it's still going full steam ahead right now is the crazy part. You know what I'm saying? Man, and the least we could do is is show some love in return, man. I mean, come on, man. No we, doubt. We, you know, we've, been, we've had a blessed career. You know what I mean? Very, very blessed career. And to be able to do this right now and, and still be out here doing it like this, man, we're very, very fortunate, you know? And, and paying back some of that love, easiest thing we could do you know what i mean i mean honestly man we're, we're we're so grateful for to be able to have to be able to have this career and 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 paint our faces like wicked clowns for 30 years now you know what i mean that's a blessing man we're happy now, i, I want to ask you guys though you mentioned 30 years as icp which is crazy to believe i mean i in a way professionally grew up listening to you yeah professionally I'm curious about your fan base. Everybody that knows anything about ICP and the Juggalos, you guys have arguably the most passionate fan base in all of music. I mean, it's second to none when it comes to people absolutely loving and following everything you do. I'm curious because we notice in the, the WWE business, the sports entertainment world, how there's sort of a turnover in fans. You hear a lot of fans go, oh, I used to watch that or I used to pay attention to that. Do you guys run into that at all, or do you kind of maintain the fans? And are they getting younger? Or are they getting older? No, no, no. Juggle, Juggalos are hands down. I mean, they got our vote as the most supportive. People come to meet and greets, third generation Juggalo. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. born and raised like that. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 over. It's all. It's just, we just want to make one thing really clear here. Okay, it was never in our plans. Okay, no. to have Juggalos. We didn't name them. We didn't name them Juggalos. We didn't come up with that. Like, like, it was never in our blueprint to become this band and have this awesome ass, incredible fan base. It was never our plans. It was never like that. You know, this this happened organically. As much as we're freaked out by every single day. It kind of makes you think what would happen if we would have stuck with wrestling. Every you know day. Every day we discuss it. Not a day goes by that we don't understand how how blessed we are. Or appreciate, like underappreciate right. it. You know what I'm saying? There ain't, it's never just, we're never too cool for school. We were just like, yeah, you know, of course, this, this is our life. It is what it is, you know. No, this blows our mind every day. That's what they're about is you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and what you sure. represent, you know, you're one with that, bro. It's crazy. It's quality over quantity. It's the quality of the people that appreciate what you do over the quantity. You don't need 5 million people. If yeah, you but, but you guys aren't hurt. No, trust me. I've, I've seen the images of the gatherings. And you guys, it's not like you guys I got a dozen fans following you around. You guys oh, got a pretty solid that. fan base. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you're around for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so much so. After 30 years, you guys just dropped a new album on Halloween, Yum Yum Bedlam. Talk to me a little bit about that. Every record we put out that, that, that's a... Um, full-length album it's a joker's card we uh we put our heart and soul into it you know um i'd say we put out an album every three years every three or four years you know and this one is no different we we put our heart and soul into this record and um you know i think i, I think the people that 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 uh, i think our fans 
they know that, you know, that when, when it's a full length album and we call it a Joker's card, that's what we've always called our albums. I think I think our fans know that when we say this is a Joker's card, they know that it's everything we got. You know, it's all of right, our right. into this project. 100 percent. No question. Yeah. they. I think I, I think over the years, w- whether or not it was good or not, they know we gave it our all. <laughs> you know, you know, you know they, at this point in our career, we tell people when we put out stuff like singles we may put out for like a meet and greet or so we're like eh, the songs like this but whatever you know what yeah, sorry guys <laughs> so, but you know so so you know you know if it's a joker's car it's gonna be that real whenever that record comes out like after halloween when this record was out you know what i mean there's just listening to it in my truck driving i hear a million things i wish i would have done differently you know what i mean always your own worst critic yeah exactly you know and none of that was presenting itself when i had a, a, a chance to to fix it, you know what I mean? But when it's not, when it's too late, that's when you all of a sudden start hearing all the we, all the imperfections where you're like, why didn't I fix that? Why didn't right. I fix it? Same thing every right. time. Stuff, you know? stuff that nobody notices but you. The album's out, boom, we could take a break for about a year, you know what I mean? Before we could really start to focus on what's next, you know what I mean? So that th- this year- Ride the yum yum wave. Yeah, yeah, this, this year, we, we we definitely have earned it. You know what I mean? No doubt about it. The relaxing, you know, I'm glad the album's out. Woo, that was a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, sit back and bask in the glow of the new record. And what, right. I know you just said you're not entirely sure what the future holds, but off the top of your heads, what's on the horizon for ICP? Man, you know, it's, it's endless. You know what I'm saying? It's just, the, 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 the streaming and all that shit, you know what We I'm love saying? doing that. Like It the, just the, opened up. All new opportunity yeah. for every for so many people, you know. Just like just just like what happened with everybody, you know, when COVID hit, it drove a lot of people to doing you know podcasts and yeah. things like right. that, podcasts they, and vlog and Patreon. It's like we're between the two of us. It's always something that's going on. Humans persevere, you know what I mean. It's very impressive when we're uh, beat up, we end up coming out swinging pretty tough, man. It's you know. And, and I think COVID is a shining example of that, especially in the wrestling world. Look at all the look at all the people doing podcasts and things like that. Hey, look at I mean, look at the Thunderdome. We had to, we weren't allowed to have yeah. fans. The biggest part of our show for over a year. So you right, can, right, yeah. always, everybody survives though. And just looking at that era though, the way you know everybody chose to like um, to navigate around that. Look at the like the creative backgrounds. Okay, when there wasn't fans, when there couldn't be fans around the ring, look what they came up with. You know, That's right? All those people like, like yeah, at their TV, at their monitors. You know, yeah, yeah. really cool. Like great ways to to. It was very creative. You know what I mean? Like I was like really proud of of the things they were doing. You know. Well, guys, Shaggy Jay, honestly, it's been a thrill for me. I could sit here all day long, but I know y'all are busy. We got stuff to get, you know, get to uh, real life here. Brother, let us say this. So thank you for, oh, for no, your man. interest in us, man. Appreciate 100%, it. man. We were excited when we heard. We were like, yeah, yeah this, of course. What? For real. Anytime you want to talk to us, bro, we're, we're, we're on board. Anything we can do, any way we can be, be of help, brother, it's, gotcha. it's an honor, you know? Honestly, man, sincerely, that means the world coming from you guys. I mean, I, like I said, I've been a fan for many years. I actually, I told Vic this story before. before oh, I let you great. Go. I was not going to let him get off off this without telling you guys this story. I was just saving it. The very first time I ever had my heart broken, I was in, I believe, ninth or 10th grade. 
I went to see you guys in Metropole, the old venue here in Pittsburgh. That's where I live. Yeah, yeah. We just were talking about that. We were just talking about yeah. this place. Yeah, I, I went to, I took my girl that I was dating at the time, who was way out of my league to begin with, but I'm like, I got some concert tickets. It's going to be great. So I took, him, I, I took her to go see uh, ICP. I had the time of my life, and then I saw her the next day at school, and she promptly dumped me because she uh. said, you didn't pay any attention to me. <laughs> I said, what did you want me to do? It was an ICP show. I was drowning in Fago. I was having a time of my life. So uh, yeah, that didn't work out. But I'm like, yeah, that's what ICP got me in life. Got me dumped for the first time. So, <laughs> so she didn't deserve it. Exactly. <laughs> she wasn't a real one. She wasn't a real Absolutely. one. Absolutely. But no, seriously, guys, I appreciate the time. Favor. Yeah, you did. You absolutely yeah, saved me. True. From, yeah, you saved me from, from years of heartache. So. Jay, Shags, thank you guys. Anytime you want to come back on ATB, I'm going to make sure your uh, your people have my number because I'm going to feel like texting you guys just about fanboy stuff from time to time. No, brother. You get you reach out to us anytime, yeah, brother. Yeah, no doubt, it's man. All, it's all good, I'll man. We appreciate that, number, too. Whatever. We appreciate what you're saying. We appreciate that, man. Yeah. Right on, guys. Well, thank you for your time. You're always welcome here. Good luck. Yum, yum, bedlam. Pick it up by ICP. Wherever you get your music is going to be awesome. The latest Joker card dropped. Shaggy, Violent J., Always welcome, guys. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Vic, you're going to have to surgically remove the smile from my face. That was fun, man. It's a very rare occasion that you smile through an entire edition of After the Bell. But, you know, hats off, really. I, I will be the first one to admit, I don't know a lot about ICP. You and I have talked about it. I know about the, the, the wrestling side of things and WWE, WCW, and so on. 30 years, though, not many acts can say that they've been around together for 30 years nonstop like ICP has with everything. We didn't even talk about the video games they've been in. Like we could have had a whole other edition. So I might I might have to do a whole side spin-off podcast just for my own self. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have the Join the, the dark carnival with Corey Graves. But man, it is, it's, it's true that a lot of those, when I thought of ICP to hear about what they do charity wise and, and they, I don't kind of like took a step back. Like they thanked us, but they didn't even dive into it because they don't want people to know. They don't right. put it out there. They're just good dudes at their heart and soul for what they want to promote. And you know, they always tell you never meet your heroes. And I mean, after all these years, I've been a fan of those guys, never spoken to them, never had a conversation with them. So I was not disappointed. I'm definitely going to try to keep in touch with uh, Violent J, Shaggy, Two Dope. Thank you once again to those guys. Thank you to everybody listening. I'm sure the Juggalos are in full effect this week on ATB. Make sure you follow at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell. Hit the follow button so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. Vic, do you know what a juggalo is? There's a song about it. You should check it out.